You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, Kaplan, take that. That gets me so hyped, dude. Now what? Are you moving the goalpost one more time? Well. Beat your boyfriend. Sure did. By the way, he did not have a good game, your boyfriend. Sure didn't. He got saved because basically the Rams were vomiting the game away. I mean, they were almost like, you guys aren't enjoying this game, are you? No, we're not really enjoying it. Here, have a fumble. Go ahead. Have Here's it. a fumble. It was yeah. like Oprah Winfrey giving away fumbles to everybody. Right. right. Hey, Cooper Cup, you fumble. Cam Akers, you fumble. Here, you guys go ahead. You fumble over here. I mean, my goodness. I mean, even the center couldn't uh, snapped it when Stafford right. wasn't looking. Like, I mean, right. that one to me was the one. That's the one. I mean, I guess the Cam Akers second was pretty bad, too. But that's the one that I was just like, really? Like, this is a football follies video. Right. Is this, is this all really going to happen now? Are we going to see Tom Brady go from down 27 no. I never thought they were going to lose. You asked in our text chat, is anyone nervous? And Chris and I responded immediately, nope. Yeah, well, Vaughn Miller was nervous. And Jalen Ramsey was nervous, and Aaron Donald was nervous, and Matthew Stafford was nervous, and Sean McVay was too. Because, like Vaughn Miller said after the game, uh, every time you play against Brady, the game's never over. So you ask the question, Bro, am I going to move the goalposts? It, are you now, you at least listen to me when I tell you Brady is the luckiest man alive? Like, that never happens to anyone, okay? Like, think about that. Like, four bleeping fumbles right a couple of them right after the rams forced either a fumble or some sort of turnover right. or a turnover on downs correct like, tom brady has been one of i'm not saying he's not good or he's not even great i'm not even saying that i'm just saying he is on top of being great has had some of the greatest fortune of any single athlete i've ever seen well when you say he's lucky that is because the intersection of preparation and opportunity oh, finds oh. Tom Brady in the middle more often than not. In this instance, Matthew Stafford Matthew Stafford comes up. Who is that? That's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. But Matthew Stafford. I just right. want to make sure I heard the, that correctly. The, the yes. quarterback of the yeah. Rams. Yes. Who now, yeah. with a good team, mm-hmm. armed and dangerous, oh, on yeah. the road like against that awful the GOAT. movie, Armed and Dangerous from the 80s. Yes. Right. What you saw was Matthew Stafford come up huge, monstrous. Yes. Get the demons off the bat. Can he yes. win the big game? Can he do it on the road? Can he do it against Brady? Yeah. Can he do it with the Rams? Uh-huh. What, was he just a stat machine in Detroit? Nope. He's answering the questions. So let me ask you this then, George Sedano. Digame. Are you satisfied Am I satisfied about what? Um, not like life in general, nothing global, just very specifically in this instance. Are you satisfied? <laughs> <laughs> that was a very open-ended question. It was really expecting. was. Now that I yeah. think about it, Lindsay, yeah. that was, there was a lot to that question. There was, I, I, like, I left that wide open. Am I satisfied? Open. Like, I don't know, with my lunch earlier today? <laughs> like, on my win on Around the Horn? Or like, what are, what are you talking about? 
are you satisfied with where the Rams are, or are you thinking... No. Finish the job. At this point, you're in it to win it. And I told you, okay, when they had lost three straight, when everything looked its bleakest, and you... Well, you were never really on the, the Matthew Stafford bandwagon. You have now... You're, you're still you're inching there, but you're, you're hedging. Like, you are, you're doing this thing where it's like the old wrestling trick where the, uh, the heel acts like he's good for a few weeks mm-hmm. on the TV show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he reveals that he's still a heel. Like, that's you. That's what you're waiting for. I see it. I smell it. Okay? <laughs> that's what you're waiting for. You're ready. Listen. You are I the w- heel going, trying to go baby face. No. And no. then back to heel from baby face. No. You're waiting you for waiting the turn. waiting for the other shoe to drop. Correct. Uh, listen, here's, here's the shoe that needs to drop. Yeah. Th- this is the shoe that I want to drop. Okay. The Rams on their home field at SoFi Stadium. Uh-huh. The first time ever a conference championship game is hosted in the same stadium where the Super Bowl will be two weeks later. Correct. This ownership has given this management everything it wanted to create this team. Todo. And it has all worked to date. Right. But what I was saying was, back in November... Yeah. Okay. Around like just before Thanksgiving, they dropped three in a row. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, even Mason. All right, Mister Ramley. Okay, leader of the Ramley. Even Mason off the bandwagon. And who was the only person, Ramley? Okay, who came on these airwaves in the Southland and said, "I'm not giving up. They're still really good." They're hitting a rough patch. They're trying to get new players involved. They're dealing with injuries. Everything will work out. Soft who is that, schedule. Who is, that, who is that one person? Soft schedule, yeah. and then they'll be able to figure it out. That would be Wait. this guy. You know what who? I'm doing right who? now? Speaking of wrestling, speaking of wrestling, yeah. I'm doing the Rob Van Dam, where I'm putting the two thumbs like right on my shoulders. Yeah. This guy right here. Oh, this Rob guy. Rob Van Dam. I mean, George Sedano. <laughs> okay, so... So the question goes back to then, Mr. Smart Guy, okay? Yeah. And by the way, I give credit where credit is due. A path. And I can, Remember and that? I, can, I created a path. I it was recall. Like I was do, it was like I was doing a, uh, a political speech, creating a path for a better football opportunity here in the Southland. And like many political speeches, no one really believed what you were selling. I mean, come on. The notion. But here I am. Yep, here I am. The notion that the Yes, Rams, we can. Yeah. Could... could could host wait a second the Niners have to go to Green Bay yeah. in the snow yeah. and knock out Aaron Rodgers which I said to you remember I picked the Niners when I we do, did our picks against the spread I do and, recall. Uh, and I said he's never beaten them in the playoffs this isn't the same team he faced in week three they're no longer injured all in all over injured all over the place they are a full whole team they've been arguably I mean you can make the case the Niners have been the best team in football in the last nine weeks of the NFL regular season and beyond. So the Niners going to Green Bay and the Rams, See, are they are they really going to become the third team of the weekend that is on the road and the underdog to pull off the upset? Yes. And then they do. They did. And now the Rams at home mm-hmm. in their building yes. with a chance to go to the Super Bowl in their building yes. two weeks later. Yes. All, all I'm saying is this. What are you saying? Every move. Stafford, 
Vaughn Miller, Odell Beckham, freaking Eric Weddle. Every move they've made has led them to right now, which means wait, wait, it wait, all wait, worked. Wait, wait. I love Eric Weddle, but bro, he got lucky as hell. Oh, in a big way. Yeah. By about it's a millionth of a second. Let's not get crazy. Thank God that beard weighed him down. Well, all I'm saying is, is that they got Vaughn Miller luxury item. They got Odell bro. Beckham. Wow. Luxury. Well, that that started off as a luxury right. item and became a necessity very quickly. And right. Vaughn Miller, who you were like, ah, he's old, blah, blah, blah. I was like, he's hurt, and I'm not sure if that's him. And guess what? You know what happened to Vaughn Miller? Yeah, what happened? He became Vaughn Miller again. Baller! Dude, the play he makes where he sacks Brady, creates the fumble, and yeah. recovers it, yeah. you're like, okay, that's the game right there. Oh, but, and, and by the way, since yeah. we're talking about when he hit Brady, Brady needs to stop with the nonsense. Vaughn Miller hit him in the shoulder, okay? His head swung back because that's what happens when a 250-pound monster crashes into you. And then he bit his damn lip, and he tried to make it seem like Vaughn was the reason that his lip was bleeding. Not his chin, where that maybe that crown of the helmet would have hit him. N his lip. Like, I nobody buying that, bro. Not even Sean Hockley, who loves the camera. Well, you know what, George? I don't think you're being very considerate to the fact that Tom Brady probably already had a photo shoot scheduled for this morning. Play on, bro. And stop, doesn't, stop, stop doesn't, complaining. All you do is complain to the refs, dude. All well, you do is complain well, to the refs. First time. How about that? First time in his entire career mm. where Brady has become so undone emotionally yeah. that a referee in that moment will throw a flag. You never see that, ever. No. No, but he deserves it because he does that all the time. He undresses officials in, like, even NBA guys would blush at that. And NBA guys undress the official more than anyone. Well, LeBron's pretty good at it because every single play, he looks to the referee and goes, come on, man, where's my foul? So, look, Brady gets knocked out by Stafford. See. It's an unbelievable story. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a 27-3 lead and everybody thinks the game is over, and they come storming back, and you think, oh, no, Brady's not going to really – no, can't happen. No. But, but then Stafford throws that bomb to Cooper Cup, and you talk yeah. about redemption for the fumble earlier. My and, people call it La Bomba. Yes, that. And Matt Gay, you, again, what a story. Drafted by, by Tampa, cut by Tampa, picked up late in the season by the Rams – Comes Bowler. up short on a 47-yarder, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who comes up short on a 47-yarder? Well, but bottom line. I'm just saying, like, that doesn't happen all no, that often. Not in perfect weather in Florida. It's just, you know, that, that, maybe in the wind of Buffalo. But, man. Oh, but regardless, redemption. What a story that you get the home game, George. So now here's a question. Dime. Will this be a Rams-centric crowd? Or oh, yeah. are the Niner fans going to do what they did three weeks ago mm -hmm. and attempt to nationally humiliate the Rams fans? Uh, I think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be as crazy as what we saw the first time. Um, but there will be Niner fans in there. Like, I know that, you know, the Rams are trying to do everything they can, which, by the way, you know... All these teams do this. Like, any team that doesn't have one of these crazy fan bases that has, like, a, a a waiting list for season tickets, right? Like the Packers or the Giants or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, though, you know, you know you know better than anyone, right? There's yeah. maybe, like, a handful of these teams in the National Football League that have that kind of waiting list. 
All these other teams, they would, they all do and have done the exact same thing the Rams are doing, which is trying to shut people out in some way, shape, or form. The problem is this, is that, yes, I guess you can sell to only people who live in Southern California, but there's ways around that. Number one, there's already a lot of Niners fans here. Let's start with that part yeah, of the equation. Right. Um, so there's that. Number two, if you're someone in the Bay, chances are you know someone in L.A. Like, <laughs> I know plenty of people in the Bay. You know what I mean? Like, so... Wait, you, you think know, those you people be, in the Bay that you know, that, you, that you're from L.A., you think those people in the Bay know people in L.A.? See. Oh, okay. Just following. Then, just following. So it's just just be like, hey, bro, I'll, I'll Venmo you the money and just buy me the tickets so I can get the tickets. That's the thing because I've had a few people from the Bay Area ask me that exact thing today. Yeah, so. really? It's super easy. Yeah. And like, what did you it. say? What did yeah. you tell him, Lindsay? I, I was just like, I, I mean, like, I don't know. Get, like, find someone else to do it. <laughs> you get involved from that. <laughs> Wait, Laura, your reaction? <laughs> I just don't want to get involved. No, I don't blame you. Uh, Laura, did, has that happened to you too? Like, has, has someone hit you up from the bank? Yeah, I got friends that hit me up and were like, hey, so you want to buy tickets? I'll buy yours. I was like, no, bro, I'm not buying you a ticket. Way to go, girl. And, Way to uh, represent. And my friend uh, is a Packers fan, huge Packers fan. Yeah. So she was advertising to um buy wait wait advertising like, like she was like she put like, it on her instagram listening? and was like oh. hey i will buy tickets for niner fans to come down here and i'm like why they just beat your team don't be a jerk but she was doing that so ram um niner fans can come down I was, was like, this on is- instagram or yeah was it was on, on instagram t- did you on like comment by saying bruh uh, i mean i said other words that i can't say on air oh all right <laughs> yeah so people were doing it i mean there's loopholes for everything. Yeah, I, I think there will be there won't be as many as we saw the first time though. I, I don't I do believe that. Come on, I Rams think- fans. Don't sell your tickets. And if you're gonna sell your tickets, sell them to Andrew Whitworth's wife. Come on. She's making an offer to you right now. Oh, really? What is she offering? She's offering on Twitter. She's saying, Hey, Rams fans, don't sell your and I'm not reading it, but I'm acting like I'm reading it. Don't sell your tickets to out of towners. If you want to sell your tickets and make money, I'll buy your tickets. This is Andrew Whitworth's wife. Yeah. We should see if we can get some tickets from her. I mean, you you mean like hit her up for tickets for us to, what, to give away? No, I mean, we have tickets to give away. We're going to give them away on Wednesday. It's going to be right, awesome. So I was just going to say, that didn't make sense. What, I, well, I mean, does we anybody want to go? Wait, I, I don't understand. I'm I don't confused. follow. Why are we hitting her up again? We're going to get tickets from her because she's going to buy so many people's tickets. Right. So you're saying you think she's going to just hand them over to us after no, she bought maybe them? We bu- maybe we buy them from her. Okay. Yes. Maybe and we try you and, and raise I give them away. Wait, say that again. And then you and I give them away. Well, maybe we just try and raise a fund where all of a sudden we've got a hundred thousand dollars and we can buy up everybody's tickets. A hundred thousand dollars. How the hell do you think we're gonna get a hundred thousand dollars? Well, I just figure if everybody listening puts in like a buck, we can buy all these Rams tickets from Rams fans that that, that want to sell them and make money, but we we have control of them. Yeah, but why? You know. Why, uh, that's why a lot of work, Kat. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's a, like a lot of work. work. I, I started though. school again, bro. That's yeah. too much work yeah. for me. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm just the idea guy. I wasn't going to do anything. Like, I mean, that's not a good idea. sales and, and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 We got to stay out of that. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you and where we about? work. You know, we don't want issues. Right, right. Uncle Sam could be listening, and then there's tax implications. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, just let Andrew Whitworth's wife handle it. Yeah, seriously. Let her deal with it. All right. She's got probably a way better account than you and I and Lindsay and Laura anyway. I'm sure she has a plan. Man. Yep. Yeah. Sell them to her. I mean, jeez. Always extra you, bro. Like we were rolling. <laughs> and then that's it. Extra. Always extra. So, uh, all right. Coming up next, did the Rams get lucky? One particular NFL Hall of Famer and analyst thinks that's the case. Yep.
They're saying it. We'll tell you who, what, when, and why in just a moment. We'll be back in three minutes and 15 seconds. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I have peanut butter pretty much every day in some yeah. way, shape, or form. What kind of peanut butter you use? Uh, all sorts of different kinds. I mean, sometimes I, I like to buy some stuff that has less sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for myself personally, as I'm in my early 40s now, like, you know, you got to watch the sugar. And sugar is just really bad 40s. for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so, do know. I mean, it's just really bad for you. Like, you know, I mean, it tastes delicious, obviously, but yeah. Um, but if there's none, I'll still use like Jiffy or Skippy or whatever the yeah. hell my wife buys for the kids. Yeah. I love that stuff. I, I like yeah. the original creamy Jiffy Skippy, and I feel the same way. Like, I'm not sure which one is which. Is it Skip and Jiffy? Or is it Jiff and Skippy? But the point is, I like old school peanut butter like that, too. Had a little yeah. myself today, as a matter of fact. I thought for sure that you were going to say you're a crunchy peanut butter guy, Cap, but you no. strike me as a crunchy peanut butter guy. I'm not opposed to it, just to be clear. It's just not my preference. But, you know, there's, most people, like, they draw a line. They're either creamy or there crunchy. There is a line. I think know? there's a line. I kind of go both ways, creamy and crunchy. No crunchy for me. George, crunchy? <laughs> Uh, I prefer creamy. Oh. Uh, but I don't mind crunchy. <laughs> so you go both ways, too. Uh, That's I also mean, a joke. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sort of. Well, it's good. Peanut butter is good. Still. Yeah. I would imagine so. Uh, also, that is such a great, today. great. You did. Oh, yeah. you feel super healthy because you had an acai bowl today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's packed with sugar, you know, but it was delicious and it made me feel like doing something good for myself. What, what else? But the problem is, is not just you ha- having the acai bowl is great for you. It just depends on what the rest of your day looks like. Yeah, I haven't had anything else besides that. You know, I'm trying to okay. really now, I'm trying to make a change here, George. Do you do in the fasting, the intermittent fasting? Like uh, me? Not, not, not intentionally, but it just sort of happens that way. Okay, good. Yeah, because I needed to, I, I went back to being hardcore intermittent fasting for 16 hours because, you know, I put on like five pounds over the last couple of weeks and the holidays and stuff. So I'm like, all right, got to get back. Yeah, you don't want to have your neck look like my neck through your turtleneck. Believe me, you yeah. don't want it. Yeah, no. I mean, I was at 182, and I'm like, nah, bro. Once we're over 180, you got to come back the other way. Bring it bring it home. Yeah. Get back to like 175-ish. Yeah. I yeah. feel comfortable there. Yeah. I'd like to get to like 165. That's never going to happen. I just don't have the discipline for it. I got to be honest. I'm just being real. <laughs> You Listen, know? I got it, man. Believe me. I, can't I just like my... wine too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when you have wine, you know, to avoid the headache, I got to have carbs, you know, because that's like, uh, you know, actually Dr. Clapper told me that. That's what you, know, you have carbs because it basically has something to do with the way your liver processes it, that the carbs will help with the hangover, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, something to that effect. So okay. Dr. Clapper, if you're listening, thank you again for that tip many years ago. Wow. Okay. So where were we? Because you okay, said... Okay, I guess you don't want to learn how to cure a hangover. All right, screw you then. No, no, it's um, okay. It's all right. It's just, you know, I just, I just, I have got my own techniques. That's here's all the I'm thing. Saying. I get it you, today. You're super excited because you yeah. want to talk football. I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because... I mean, you're me, literally can, texting the text chat. Oh, man, can't, let's get on the air already. It's like, <laughs> relax, bro. We got... Th- don't blow your wad. All right? Dude, we got three hours here. Okay? I'm like a... <laughs> I'm, I, 
I'm like a horse in in the starting gate. And I'm breathing fire, man. Oh, my God. I yeah, know. But then you're going to peter out by the time no. you get to the, uh, you know, what is it, uh, mile and a quarter or whatever, you know, like, just relax. Well, listen, I'm excited because yeah. can I ask everybody, was this the best weekend? I mean, all four games come down to a walk-off in one shape or another? Well, I, I'll tell you this. I'm nor- you're normally the greatest thing. is The, the last thing is the greatest thing because, you, you know, that's, that's you. Like, you're just super emotional that way. Um, and I generally am not because I'm, I'm usually fairly rational when it comes to these things. But in this particular instance, you are correct. You know, that is the, it's the first time in NFL playoff history that one entire round was decided by a final play to win the game. Not only that, but you have three teams go on the road in a row, game one, two, and three, and the road teams win all of course, who are underdogs. And in that same stretch, you have a 44-year-old legend and a 38-year-old sort of legend both get knocked out when both of these guys are supposed to be 1-2 in the MVP voting. Yeah. So there are so many juicy storylines to what happened this weekend. Yeah. But the way the Rams have a 27-3 lead, give it all back to Tom Brady, and the world thinks that the football gods are about to like open the skies and bless Brady and give him yet another opportunity to move on. And what happens? Matthew Stafford's time arrives. That's that's the universe talking right there, George Sedano. I mean, it could be the universe, or Matthew Stafford's always been really good and that's just a- played on an awful Lions team, like the, arguably the worst franchise in all of sports. Well, they're right there with the Sacramento Kings. Can I say that? Yeah. No, they're in that conversation. I, the Sacramento Kings are not a bad comp. I would give you that for sure. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, is there another, like, I mean, it could be another sport too, for sure. But, like, just saying, like, is there any other team, like, that you think of that's, like, just been that horrendously managed for that long? Well, listen, not that long, but I can think of another team in town that was hating what was happening this weekend when the Rams are winning games and the Rams are moving on and the Rams are going to host the NFC title game and the Rams are then going to be the host oh, I for know the Super Bowl. Here. here we go. And TMZ is doing stories about the nephews suing the dad because he's screwing them out of money. Hey, that is, that's another poorly run organization, George. Yeah, but are they poorly run? I mean, they've got a guy who's going to end up being really damn good at the most important position. Like, I don't know if I'm buying that necessarily. Like, well, I know you, I know you love to hate him, but I'm yeah, just saying. I, mean, I, like, do. It's, I do, I do. I mean, I do. it seems it feels like you're stretching. Like they missed the playoffs basically because they didn't want to agree to a gentleman's agreement with the Raiders. Well, that's that's pretty bad in and <laughs> oh, of no, itself. Oh no, I get it, but it? that's not poorly run. That's just you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know what I'd call that, but I wouldn't call it poorly run. Like, well, they were right there. Um, real quick, I had teased that a Hall of Famer. Believes the Rams could have been lucky this past weekend. I don't know about that necessarily, but let's hear what Michael Irvin had to say this morning on First Take with our pal Stephen A. What do we got here, Laura? I love what I watched with Matthew Stafford and the way he went about winning that game. But I say it was more about what Tampa Bay does not have. I do believe if Tampa Bay had all of their parts, that this could have been a this would have been a different game. Okay. Um, perhaps, and, and look, that was a big part of my rationale when you and I discussed this game last week, that, right. uh, the Pats not were them. not, were not whole. I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, the Bucks were not whole. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You just, uh, I'm used to the saying that with Brady, um, the Bucks weren't hold whole 
But here's what I would add. I mean, the Rams have beaten the team that when they were whole twice already. And the other part of the equation is this. It, chances are you don't have a 27-3 lead w- against a whole Bucks team. However, that also means Sean McVay and the entire staff, Kevin O'Connell and all them and Raheem Morris, they're not taking the foot off the gas either because they're in a real game. <laughs> so I, I, I just think the game plays out completely different. So it's just too sweeping of a statement by Michael Irvin, who I love. Um, to say that, like, you don't know how the game plays out. Chances are, in my opinion, it probably plays out similarly as far as the the end result is concerned because everything changes. The entire team uh, for the Rams and the Bucks, for that matter, the entire game is coached differently. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think it's a far-fetched statement. I think most Tampa Bay fans or Brady fans or people who pick Tampa to win the game or people who question Matthew Stafford, et cetera, et cetera. Most people are like, well, you know, if the Buccaneers would have been whole on offense, it's a whole different game. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, yeah. okay? Uh, let's just take the um, – let's just take the, uh, the, the Bucks as an example. They won the Super Bowl last year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the – Kansas City Chiefs were basically missing their entire front offensive line almost, right? Like their two tackles, um, their guards were banged up. Um, and then, of course, let's not forget, you know, Andy Reid's son had that awful tragedy that he was, um, you know, charged with. And, like, there's a lot going on there for the Chiefs. So, like, you know, does that invalidate their Super Bowl? Like, come on, like, get out of here. Like, invalidate nobody's going to remember. No, no. Uh, the the Bucks is what I'm saying. Like nobody's gonna remember who was in and who was out in five years or ten years. People are gonna just say, like, "Yo, Matthew Stafford beat Tom Brady," especially that's if they a, go on and their that, way to win a Super Bowl. That's exactly right. See, okay, I'm glad you said that. That's the bottom line with Stafford. I don't have to hear about 27 to three became 27 all. In the end, all we'll remember. And listen, you may be remembering this game as an instant classic, and ten years from now, I'm talking about it, but. Anybody who will be reading about it, the end will be the same. Matthew Stafford took the Rams to Tampa on the field that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl on just the previous season, and Stafford and the Rams beat Tom Brady. That's the story. Correct, one hundred percent. So that as much as I love Michael Irvin, I just think that first of all, I, I you're you're projecting, right? We don't know that that's the case because the game plays out differently. And to your point, no one's going to remember any of this stuff anyway. But he's right. I mean, it probably is a different game, but who cares? No, right, but a different game doesn't mean a, diff- doesn't mean a different result. And maybe it would be a different result, but who cares? Like, what happened was incredible. You, re- you want it to be like Michael Irvin, though, because you want the different result because you want your boyfriend to win. Listen, I picked the Rams... Because you picked said, the Rams with your eight and almost jinxed them. They lost. They almost. They almost had an Atlanta Falcons like situation going on. I picked the Rams because that's what I was rooting for. I was having <laughs> inner demons, George. Yeah. I was dealing with. A I lot think of you inner were sabotaging resolution. everybody. That's I'm, what you were doing. You're a saboteur, your, Kaplan. Your, your head says Tom Brady at home, and your heart says the Rams. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of internal conflict there. Yeah. You're an estafador. Perhaps you weren't, I am. You weren't, you weren't a Stafford fan. You weren't a Stafador. Well, yeah. I'll tell you right now, uh, I wasn't an Odell Beckham fan. I'm becoming one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know for sure about the Vaughn Miller move. I'm becoming a big fan. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford is taking people who were doubters like myself, 
Yeah. And he's turning us into fans. All right, Believers. there you go. All right, coming up next, are Niners fans being a little ridiculous here? We'll get into that coming up on the other side. We're back in two minutes and 15 seconds. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Diana Ross had one of, like, the silkiest, sultriest, most beautiful voices of anyone that's ever picked up a microphone, man. I've seen Diana Ross in concert, like, three times. Lindsay, did you hear what I just said? No. What did you just say? I said, I've seen Diana Ross in concert, like, three times. I thought you meant before that. (laughs) No. But you know what? As it comes out of my mouth, I realize I'm sounding old. Three times I've seen Diana Ross. You go, girl. Yeah. I love Diana Ross, but I don't know about that song or that movie because I've never heard of that movie. Am I missing out? I don't know, man. All I know is is that when you go to a Diana Ross concert, you are on your feet the entire time. She got the big old hair going, man. Telling you. Just, George, you should see me at a Diana Ross show. It's it's quite a scene. I, I, I can imagine. It's quite a scene. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, man, I can imagine. It's probably... Pretty wild stuff, I would say. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting crowd. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, man. Probably a little older, even for you. Yeah, I'm right in the middle of it. Interesting demos. Three times. Where have you seen her three times, by the way? Oh, man, all around. I mean, listen, everywhere I've seen her in theaters, I've seen her in outdoor venues, you know. Somebody hooks me up and goes, you want us to go see Diana Ross? And I'm like, no, yeah, I, I know, think you take yes, up I, the I opportunity. Yeah. I do. I don't know why, you, but I want you, to. You take the opportunity, I would yeah. say, for sure. It's all blinged out. Like I said, the big hair, I love it. Yeah. Um, so, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Because Niner fan is out here pumping their chest, right? Mm-hmm. Beating their chest, right, as they rightly should. So. Rightly yeah. so. As they should. They won six in a row against the Rams. They uh, have won, I believe, now nine of the last 11 games. Mm-hmm. Arguably best stretch of anybody in the sport in that stretch, okay? But it's interesting because I do think for as good as their defense is, okay? And, and by the way, their front seven is fantastic. Their secondary, particularly their corner, is not so great. But is it fair to say that Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, granted he's 4-1, in the, in the playoffs as the Niners starter. But I feel like attributing wins and losses to a quarterback like a pitcher is, is just is almost overly simplistic, right? Because, yes, the quarterback 
has a lot to do with it. But it's not always the case, right? Like, there are plenty of times where a game is won and lost, and it's not necessarily on the quarterback's shoulders. Now, I, I do think that they generally take the lion's share of the blame because no one touches the ball more than them. But, you know, I look at Garoppolo, and I think of him as kind of like the Niners golf. Don't you? Well... He's the least spectacular of the quarterbacks who were playing this weekend. Even Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, uh, there's a little more respect for him. There's a little more giddy up because he's more athletic and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah. Garoppolo, to me, you compare him to Goff, which I think of as being very robotic, you know? Um, no, Jimmy's a little more loose. I'm just talking about the production. Forget well, about the way he actually plays. But, but you see, I, I think of, of a guy like, Garoppolo, and I think of how people perceive him as more of a Trent Dilfer. Hand the ball off, don't turn the ball over, let your defense win you the game, yeah. do us a favor, and just don't do something stupid. And by the way, the whole key is, as long as we don't throw the ball 20 times or more, if we can get it to under 20, we got a real chance to win. We just don't want Jimmy to screw it up. That's how people see him. He's a game manager. But the results are the results. You know, he, he may not have spectacular stats, and he may not be the guy who, you know, is uh, high-flying like Stafford or Brady. The results are the results. And I'd rather have fewer stats with more wins than better stats with fewer wins. Did no, I, I, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, I think there's a ceiling with that kind of player, which is why they drafted Trey Lance. Right. And, and wouldn't it be amazing if – San Francisco were to go to the Super Bowl. No, that would not be amazing. Well, it would actually. be terrible for Rams yeah. fans, but it yeah, would be yeah. an interesting story for NFL heads. Like, <laughs> they drafted a guy in the first round, and Garoppolo just led him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it would be a strange situation. I don't think there's any question about that. But I, I just think he's, like, like, he's benefiting from the fact that he's got an amazing coach, um, and they got an amazing defense, particularly the front seven. And they used to have a, a really good defense overall. Um, you know, that has slipped a little bit. And, you know, Debo Samuel's really good. Brandon, uh, Brendan Ayuk is really good. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter who their running back Elijah is. Elijah Mitchell, always... you like him? Mitchell's fine, but their offensive line is very good. So I, I think that all that really helps him. Um, but here's the deal. Like, did you? was I the only one that saw Debo Samuel's limping off? No, well, he got hit. It seemed like in the chest or shoulder and no 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 i'm talking about the end of the game yeah that's where he was what I limping thought. off like on one foot oh well i guess sometimes you get hit in the in the chest and the shoulder and you limp i think yeah no he was limping off like one leg like kind of hopping so like that's the guy that's owned the rams as much as anyone on the on the niners offense so if he's limited even in any shape uh way shape or form like i feel like that bodes well for the rams and the other part of this is the dude do you know how hard it is to win and beat a team three times in a row. Now, it's happened, I believe, 21 times in the NFL, okay, where three where a team has played three times in a row, okay, or three times in one season, mm -hmm. rather. And of those 21 times, 17 of those, okay, have been in a situation where um, the home team has been favored. And in those games, like the Rams, 12 of the 17 have won. So, like, there's a better, I mean, way better than 50% chance, closer to 60% chance 
that the Rams historically have the better chance of winning because, again, home field advantage in the playoffs matters, except if your stadium is overrun by the other team, which can't, then – Can't have that happen. Cannot can have that happen. That. Yeah. That is – listen, I'm telling you right now, the 49er fan base is very emboldened right now. They know that their team has beaten the Rams six straight times. Yeah. They know that they beat them just a few weeks ago when the Rams had a 17-0 lead. Mm -hmm. They know that not only did they take over SoFi, but they went down to Jerry World and took over down there as well. They did. So now it's a big you know, badge of honor. We're going to come take over your stadium. They're going to try and do that. We need Andrew Whitworth's wife on the show, I think. Because, George, she's offering to buy all the Rams tickets. Don't sell them to Niner fans. She says she'll buy him. Should we get her on? What do you think? I mean, I don't know if you want to. I mean, I don't, it doesn't make a difference to me if we have her on or not. Well, we'd like to support, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get it, but we're kind of already cause. telling people what to do, and they could find her on social media. You know, I was going to say, I think, you know, talking about it, pushing it on social, I think that's that's. Yeah, we don't really need to have her on. I mean, want to give her a bigger about platform. Her? Do we know if she's mm -hmm. even interesting? Like, you know. I don't know. She seems cool. I mean, I've seen, like, some of these Rams insider specials about – her, their family, etc. I'm sure she's a yeah. lovely, wonderful woman. Well, yeah. just want to help get the word out. Just trying to do my part here, you know? Yeah. Do not want to see SoFi Stadium overrun by 49er fans for the NFC Championship game. Don't want to see it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, but I, I just think, I, I think the Rams are going to win, like, regardless. Like, again, the Niners are on this crazy run. They've won these two games now. And eventually... You're not going to win every game against the Rams. So on a Monday, I'm using the same reasoning as to why I'm already talking myself into the Rams are going to win this. Rather than saying, no, the Niners have dominated, the Niners have owned, I'm already saying, you can't beat them three times in the same season. You can't beat them seven straight times. So I just want you to know that early in the week, I'm using the same rationale. Well, here's, the, here's what I would say, okay? So, ultimately, the Rams, as we discussed in the first segment, had an awful, awful second half. Awful. Just, you know, despite Matthew Stafford's heroics with 42 seconds to go, okay? Awful second half. And if you look at the Rams, and again, this is just, I haven't looked at it deeply, but I get the sense that Sean McVay, historically, if I had to just kind of recall it off the top of my head, there's not a lot of stretches in his tenure here, you know, I know there was the three-game losing streak, but I, I feel like, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of reasons for that. New players, injuries, blah, 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 yada, yada. But there's not a lot of stretches where they have these crazy turnover games and whatnot, and they don't generally clean it up the, the next week. Like, they've done a pretty good job because – even the game where Stafford, where they won, and Stafford threw those that pick six. I mean, after that, that was I think that was the last game where he really got super reckless with the ball. So I just feel like historically in Sean's time here, they've not been super reckless with the ball, and when they have, they've done a pretty good job of cleaning it up. And you couple that with the fact that they've lost these damn guys six straight times, and that these guys also uh, are going on the road for a third straight time, and they're going to find themselves in a situation where they're a little dinged up. Debo's a little dinged up. Um, you know, Garoppolo's still sort of dinged up. Let's not forget that either. That if there's ever an opportunity for the Rams to kind of end this with them, 
Right. This is it. Right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You you got so lucky. The the Niners had to win on the road against Aaron Rodgers and the Rams had to win on the road against Tom Brady. The likelihood that both of those things were going to happen, not real high. Well, it did. Now you've got a home game, regardless of what the crowd looks like, you've got a home game against your rival who's beaten you six straight times. Yeah, this has all been served right up. First time ever that a title game for the conference will be where the Super Bowl is. Every move that was made, George, to get the Rams to the Super Bowl, it's all been presented right there for them. We're not asking you to go to Green Bay. You don't have to go to Tampa Bay. You don't have to go to Dallas. You don't have to go any. You stay home against the team that's beaten you six straight times. The story is being written, George Sedano. It's dramatic, wasn't it? So far, so far, so good. All right. Yeah. Speaking of drama, oh, let's check in with the Lakers. There's a little temperature check who? going on. The who? The, there's a little temperature the, check. The Lakers? Going on with the oh. Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> The there's Lakers. a little temperature check. We're going to have to do a little temperature check as they've hit the road here, and there's news uh, that maybe the Cavalry is, is coming in for the Lakers. We'll get to that on the other side. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The way you make me feel, you really turn me on. So yeah, it was number one on this date. Song originally released November 9th, 1987. Really? The man you make me feel, you really turn me What is this? We're in January of 1988 when this is the number one single? Yeah. I'm just trying to put myself back in January of 1988. You're probably a pit? No, I'm a senior in high school. I'm 17 years old. I'm about to turn 18. So dear. You're not, oh, that, that could be worse. You're not trying to sneak your way into like uh, parties with like Magic Johnson, trying to hug Magic Johnson? Not at this time, but, oh, but, okay. but the game had already been cultivated by then. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah. What 19... were you sneaking in into high school then when you well, were in high school? When, when I was about, I was about like a random of... nightclub or something? No, no, it wasn't so much like that. It was, it was kind of sporting events. The first time I ever snuck into wait, something. Wait. You snuck into like... a sporting event? Well, it was like it was in the early 80s. My father took me, there was a golf tournament in our hometown, in the rich part of town, you know? And, like, for us to go to this golf tournament was a big deal. Somebody gave my father tickets. And Jack Nicholas was walking the course. And as a little kid, I don't know why, but for some reason I went underneath the rope and walked with Jack, who I loved, from tee box or from green to tee box. And my father was on the outside of the ropes going, what are you doing? Get out here. And Jack was like, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Scott Kaplan. He's like, well, walk and talk. What's going on, man? And, like, it was, and it started for me, George. It was like an adrenaline rush as a little kid. You understand? Mm-hmm. And that's when I started like trying to do these kinds of things, sneaking in or walking into parties and hugging it out with magic, like I told you last week. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was put inside. Have like you 12, ever told Jack Nicholas old. the story about that or no? I haven't. I've not seen Jack since then. It's been quite a while, actually. I we mean, really, you never. In all him. your travails, you've never encountered him to tell him that. I, I know, like and that. I would love to tell him. I would. Yeah. Jack, do you remember 1982? No, he's not going to remember, but I think it'd be funny for you to tell him that was your encounter with him. 
Like, you really would, you wouldn't ask him if he remembered that, would you? Hey, Jack, you remember it was 1982-ish, you know, Honda Classic, Eagle Trace, 87, not 82. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they'll remember. Probably not. Yeah, probably not is my guess. <laughs> but I'm not joking, man. That was it. That's where it started. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jackson, by the way, still crushing it in the 80s at that point. Still crushing it. Yeah. Just so good. Um, so the Lakers, I don't know what's more volatile right now. Um, the Lakers are cryptocurrency, and I say that uh, unfortunately. Uh, Did you see the story deep- about Odell, by the way? Have you seen this? Dealing with- yeah, but that – okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Can, can I have a moment to address that real Go quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell right. everybody what the story is. What do you is, think though? Odell Beckham has made in his football career? Just like if you had to guess, right? I don't know, 25, 30, 40 million bucks maybe? No, he has to have made more than that, right? I'm just taking a guess. Call no, it 50 how, million. didn't he sign a big deal with the Giants and the Browns? Uh, Lindsay, any any guess here? How much money do you think here Odell Here it is. I, I found it. was just traded. 80 million is 80 what million. he's made in his career. Okay, got okay? it. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. So there you go, eighty million in his career. Mm-hmm. His seven hundred fifty thousand dollars salary with the Rams, which is a small amount, obviously comparatively speaking, to eighty million dollars, um, is chump change for him. So he took it all in Bitcoin, right? Which at the time was trading at sixty four thousand, is now trading currently at like thirty six. Wow! Big um, drop. Yeah, big drop. But that's cryptocurrency. It. Well, the stock market's feeling the same pain right now. Sure, but I would say that, uh, yes, you're 100% right. But cryptocurrencies, particularly even Bitcoin, right, which is like the big fish of all fish, drops 50%. I mean, it could drop 50% several times in a year, like pretty easily, and then shoot back up um, fairly quickly as well. Um, So here's what I would say to you. He bought at the time, if if my math serves me correct, at $750,000 at $64,000 grand a bitcoin he bought like 11.7 11 and two-thirds right bitcoin maybe he rounded it up just to get to a dozen maybe maybe he put in his extra cash to get a dozen let's go let's give it a dozen okay you know what you do with that dozen which considering he's made 80 million chances are he's not buying bitcoin to like sell it right away if you're buying bitcoin most people um, are not traders of cryptocurrency. They're investors. So they're sitting on it for five, ten years. Well, the story was that Odell takes his $750,000 salary in Bitcoin, and when he got it, it was worth, let's just say, 800000 and today it's worth about 400000 So the question was, you know, what would you do? Would you, would you really want American hard cash, or would you be willing to deal with the volatility of I, I would give, give, me the, give me the Bitcoin. If you told me right now you could give me my entire ESPN, and I didn't need the money because he clearly doesn't need the money. If you told me you can give me my ESPN salary in Bitcoin right now, like, and and at 36000 or whatever it is, okay, I would take it because in 10 years, it's going to be worth way more than 36000 Right. I was going to say, like, Odell, like, yes, he, he may be, ta- like, taxes and everything all when it's all said and done, like, He's still like holding on to it. I don't think somebody like Odell is like hurting for money where he's trying to cash out his right. forty grand worth of Bitcoin. He's gonna keep it for the long run. Right. Exactly. That's you why think, that, sto- that story so? is the dumbest story on the internet this yeah. week. Darren Rovell's like, oh, rent? this is a cautionary tale for everybody who talks about taking their salary. Did he? In, in I, crypto. God, Darren yeah. Ravel is the he's, most annoying person clueless. on the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. He is. 
He is. And Kaplan, I, wow. you know, I, I love you. It's taking Darren Ravel for you to say something like that about somebody. That's beautiful. Oh, oh, my God. He is the most annoying person on the Internet. He is. That's quite it's, a title, by the way. That's yeah. you got to work really hard to be known as the most annoying guy on the Internet. Yeah. Way yeah. to go, I'm Darren. I'm reading here. This amount of people His applauding players changes out into Bitcoin. Ransom, His ignorance. Cautionary tale. What a doofus. I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going to come after do, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I was thinking the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Where the other go, part, George? the other part of this is, uh, which is the players don't get the 750 grand in one felt swoop. As you know, Cap, because you, you had a cup of coffee in the NFL, you're getting paid weekly during the season. It was a good cup of coffee. It was black. I wanted the little sugar and like cream. They did not want to give you sugar. They were like, dude, this take yeah. what you can get. So I took it. Yeah, so they, they did not want to do that. So here, here's the thing. So when he got his $750,000, he was also not signed November 12th, which is wrong. Um, he was signed November 22nd, and the price of Bitcoin was lower. And every week, he is being given his salary in Bitcoin. So it's gone lower every time, and that's fine. But to Lindsay's point... If he's made $80 million, he chose to take this $750,000 because it's basically him saying this entire year is just an investment. I'm not going to spend a, a penny. So it's really the dumbest story. I don't know uh, who it was that wrote it. Something called hedge something or other. I saw somebody's tweet or whatever about it. Um, but yeah, it, and, and then Ravel, this is why he's also the worst person on the internet because he didn't even like quote tweet the tweet <laughs> so he took not... a he took a screenshot of the tweet and took out the person's name and just left the copy that the person wrote and then made it about himself that's, that's why that bad. dude is the worst person on the internet wait wait he was the most annoying person on the internet like 35 seconds ago. now he's the worst now yes. he's the worst person wow wow yeah. you, you know why the worst he is person he's the worst on person the on the internet, internet. He's definitely the most annoying, and he's arguably the worst, I would say. Wow. Definitely the most annoying. Yeah. Arguably. I mean, it's still up for debate. I mean, right now it's trending towards the worst, but yeah. still up for debate. The worst person on the internet. Wow. Odell's going to get the last laugh in like five, ten years when Bitcoin's worth like $250,000. Right. And then his seven hundred and fifty grand turns into whatever Millions. that amount yeah. is. It's going to be, you know, five times the amount. Yeah. I actually appreciated the reporting on the story, and the reason was because I haven't been paying attention to what's been going on in these cryptocurrency markets. Once I found out that Bitcoin had gone from whatever it was, again, uh, 64000 down to like 30 something thousand, I was like, ooh, okay, this is, a, this is an opportune moment. If I could just get Coinbase to work with Chase Bank, maybe I could buy a little bit of Bitcoin. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Cash App also gave him like a seven-figure deal to promote crypto uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So like he's which is more than the Rams are paying. So I mean, Odell's fine is my point. Okay. Good. Good to hear. Good to yeah. know. Now we didn't get to the Rams cause you made me get, uh, you know, all, you know, on you know, your Bitcoin soapbox, all, all hot about Darren Ravel, the most annoying person on the internet. And maybe arguably the worst person on the arguably. Internet. Yeah. So at least uh, arguably the most, well, I'll take it back. He's arguably the worst person on the internet this weekend. <laughs> Okay. Hey, listen, that puts him in you know, really good company, I suppose. Yeah. You have to hey, work I hard to be that. I, I didn't get to the temperature check on the Lakers because I, I made the joke about what's more volatile right now, the Lakers or cryptocurrency. So let's do that on the other side. Because I feel like LeBron 
is, uh, you know, we'll get to that a little later too. LeBron's doing the thing. That thing that I know all too well when it comes to LeBron. But we'll get to all that stuff coming up in the next hour. Uh, We'll get back to the football talk. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I love LeBron. He is a content machine. All right, we'll get to that in just a moment, plus what you need to know. We'll be back in three minutes.